welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, Director of Greenville Smart and Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Joy Paith. Joy Paith is joining us. She is the CEO of Age Smart Community Resources. And we're here to talk about exactly what Age Smart is and what they do. Joy, can you explain that to our audience? And welcome, first of all. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, um, and Age Smart. Community Resources is our local area agency on aging. We provide services to the seven Metro East counties, Bond County being one of them, and we are one of 13 area agencies on aging in the state of Illinois. There are also 621 in the nation. We're funded by the Federal Older Americans Act, private dollars, and some state funds to, to help keep older adults independent in their homes and in their communities. So you do quite a bit of work for quite a bit of people over a large area of our state. And like you, you talked about the funding, um, before we get into some other things, um, we've talked about this before because I've been to the Age Smart meetings, uh, but not everyone knows this. And can you explain what part the census plays in funding Age Smart? Sure. Well, the, the funds come to Age Smart through a funding formula from the, the Administration for Community Living. So it's all based on census data. So if our census numbers drop and people aren't completing their census forms, the, each region would get less money. Uh, so then the state actually distributes money from their own funding formula, and we do the same using a funding formula within the, the regions that we serve. We kind of look at population clusters in the seven counties and make sure that everybody gets the right amount of dollars for the people we serve. But it's, it's really challenging because our population of people over 60 has grown so much and our funding hasn't really kept up with that. So losing it because of census data would be really a shame. But we can also help people with completing their census forms. And today is Census Day, April 1st. Oh, so no. yeah, thanks, thanks for the little plug about that. But every senior center and age smart and our staff are still working so we can help people complete their census forms online. They just have to give us a call. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I think a lot of people get confused and they think that it's going to, I, without even opening it up, sometimes I think they fear that there are questions on there that are too personal or that they don't want the government to have, but that's just not the case. Absolutely not. And it's really interesting. So, uh, you know, being home during these last few weeks, my husband's been working on our genealogy and he's been able to open up census data. He was so frustrated because he couldn't open up his own census data. And I said, it hasn't been out there long enough. It has to be far over 60 years before you can even open it up to the public. So it is definitely confidential. Wow. And they I don't, don't, oh, go ahead. That you don't want to answer. Right. I, yeah, I had no idea. I, I would assumed it would have been opened up sooner also. And I, and I think a lot of people do assume that and they, uh, they get a little leery of it, but it's very important. And as you said, we have such a large population over the age of 60 now it's not just your one generation of grandparents. I mean, people over 60, their parents are still alive in, in a great deal of cases as well. So we have 
two, you know, two generations of, of older people. Right. It, it, very, very different generations too. So it's so important that people complete that form. And if, if people are struggling, they can call our number 618-222-2561. And we can, you know, our receptionist will answer the phone and she'll, she'll have somebody call you back to, to help you with that. That's fantastic. That's a big help for a lot of people. Now, We've talked about um, Age Smart helping you know the different counties and the different senior centers that are connected with those counties. And how is the current situation affecting our senior citizens and the services that uh, are provided? Well, it, it's it's been quite a challenge. We started beginning a plan and working at the beginning. We wanted to make sure that none of the services would be stopped. Our biggest had meals to people and continue to get meals to people. So we are pickup only at our senior centers. There are about 16 senior centers, Bond County Senior Center being one of them. And in those senior centers, you can pick up a meal. Meals on Wheels, which are provided approximately 2,000 each day. Um, those meals are, are continuing to be provided. But with this challenge, we have this new group of people that have never accessed our services before who get get meals. We're delivering those meals also. So that's been a bit of a challenge. Right now, what we're struggling with the most is if one of our senior centers had a, a active case, what would we do? We'd have to close for 14 days. And in early in March, we started to order shelf-stable meals that we could deliver. We still haven't gotten those meals. We've reached out to FEMA and we haven't heard back from them. So our goal is to, oh my goodness, if, if there is an active case today, what do we do tomorrow to get make sure people still get that food that they need? So they're working on plan C. I mean, you plan, plan, plan for something like this and it doesn't, you know, you think you've done the best, but right now we're working on that plan C to see if other community organizations can help if we don't get uh, a, a good uh, amount of meals that would, you know, could help if we had to close down for two weeks. Wow. So that is our biggest challenge. But all of the services, and it's not just senior centers and meals, we provide information and assistance, services for caregivers, help with Medicare, um, any question related to aging. We have uh, people who are trained and they have access to a database that has all the local services in it. And in fact, if you go to our website, agesmart.org, there is a link and you can actually search services based on your zip code. So that's all there for you, but everybody's still working. They're all working from home. We're on our, uh, we've been working from home since the 17th. So it's been, it's been quite a, quite a challenge, but it's still, you know, we're still there. We're still available. People are still answering questions. The other thing we're doing too is doing reassurance calls. And I think as we see more active cases, 
we're starting to hear a, a very panicked public. And when you're home and you, this is all you're hearing, it is very frightening. So we're trying to do more and more calls to people who we feel um, probably need just a reassuring voice at the end of the line. So, Right. It's just a check-in, I guess, too. Um, I, and I was thinking, and you may have said this before, it was breaking up just a little bit, but I know a lot of your volunteers, um, t uh, especially with Meals on Wheels, they tend to be older themselves. Is that correct? That is correct. And at the beginning of the week, and we're only on Wednesday, we were doing okay. So our volunteers, everybody were kind of trying to keep up with it. But as news breaks and they're like, I have, there's an active case here and this person that worked in this grocery store and they start to hear all these things, the older adults that were volunteers are starting to stay home. And yeah. rightfully so. We don't want anybody to get this virus, especially right. those that are older themselves. So we're really struggling. And in many, many places, Greenville being one of them, we are desperate for volunteers. And in our smaller communities, we're really seeking out volunteers. Dealville is, is looking for, I think, two more people would help them, um, but definitely Greenville. So the senior center, uh, there are four, one, five. So anybody can assist with deliveries. They're really close to the door to the car and then we don't go through the door, we deliver meals. We put the meals at the door, knock on the door and step back. So this is, some additional volunteers not every day you know you could pick one day a week or when you're available okay now uh, it was breaking up a little bit um is there a certain time of day when they do these deliveries it's usually between 11 10 and actually 10 and noon around that time the center in Greenville specifically is only open. Um, they shut down at two o'clock. So, yeah, it's during that noontime hour we try to get those meals out to individuals. And is that seven days a week or just five days a week? Five days a week. Okay. And we'll get that. Or let's go ahead. That number is six six four one four six five. One four six five. Okay, six six four one four six five. It's very important, and we'll get that information out. We sent it out in an email yesterday, but we'll continue to push that out. And um, yeah, I had had someone contact me, said their teenager needed something to do, and they asked if you were still looking for volunteers. I I assured them that you were. So absolutely great. Yeah. <laughs> young people involved and they carry on the torch you know later on the students at uh, greenville university are working on social media to keep people connected so we appreciate that we should see more of that coming out in the next couple of weeks from experience first at oh, the university that's a great that is a great program and yes, they've been really involved with Age Smart over the past several years that, that I know of. Um, um, it, it's something that popped up 
today that I thought was a, a good memory was um, the senior skip day that was started through Experience First. Right, senior skip day, well, we're skipping it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're trying to figure out different ways to do it. So we have some things, um, but in lieu of senior skip day, uh, uh, universities could go out and assist people with senior centers, deliver meals. They do now do that virtually. So they're working on different ways to make that happen. The same way everybody is trying to work on how can we continue to do our caregiver programs, our cafes, savvy caregiver training. All of those things happen just different, right? Right. Everything is, is it's um, happening in a different way. We're adapting and we're having to become more more creative for sure for sure and couple, uh, oh go ahead i want to mention there's a couple things in greenville specifically the bond county food pantry is still doing normal between two and four and the county transit is still doing essential trips medical grocery employment from six to six Right. So, and this is happening and everybody is doing their best to keep keep the services available for individuals, but um you know, being as cautious as we can. Yeah, and that's that's it's it's a it's a balancing act, I think. So we we have to keep providing the services, but yes, we have to be safe so that we can keep the services going, basically. Right. Yeah. So um and, and, and that broke up just a little bit. I just want to tell people that she that Joy said that uh, Bond County Transit is still running for essential uh, visits like doctor's appointments, et cetera, um, emergencies. Um, Joy, I want to ask you, um, and I'm asking my guest this this week especially. Um, <coughs> I, there's, you know, it's a, some people are getting depressed. They're so going to go through a lot of stages of grief through, through this whole thing. But some people are also finding... Um, some beauty in all of it and some you know some you know light in the human spirit that has come out of all this what what do you think what do you see has been a positive uh reaction from our communities um during this time we have had a tremendous outpouring of volunteers that are willing to do telephone reassurance calls and I've been the one that's been fielding those calls and people just want to help, which is really amazing. Um, they've been very supportive and very um, appreciative of the services. And we've been doing telephone reassurance calls with our own consumers that come into AgeSmart and they are so thankful and so grateful for everything that they're getting. So that in itself, and I think it really makes the people that work at HSMART and, and the other organizations throughout the region just feel really good about the work we do, you know, because you don't always hear it, but now we're hearing it on a daily basis. That's, that's wonderful. And that's, you know, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, that, there's something else that uh, we talked about in my, my last uh, um, interview about, um, we talked about shut-ins and, you know, some of our 
parents, uh, they can't get out much for other reasons, just before all of the coronavirus um, stuff happened. And, you know, and now here we all are, we're inside. And I know, you know, we can physically get around and get outside, but I feel it's giving some people a, a different appreciation of the older people in our society who, who can't get out. And, uh, Absolutely. Yes. Well, you know, and it's, it's been interesting to see some of the, you know, our nursing homes obviously have been closed for some time to the public and to family members, mm-hmm. but they've been doing really creative things with their social media and doing, you know, FaceTime with people who don't have phones and um, that's been nice. You can see they're doing bingo in the hallways, keeping people separate, but still engaging. So I, you know, myself have visited with an older adult family member through a window, which is, you know, kind of sad, um, but still we're all connected. And we've been working on social isolation and how do we identify people who are living alone? This was a big piece of what we were trying to do and how do we engage people and do different things for people who are just lonely. They might live in senior housing, around 100 people, but they're still isolated. So we were doing so well, and then now it has incredible meaning to get out to individuals who who are um, you know, isolated. And we've been actually collecting information throughout the network in in Illinois, specifically, this was a statewide initiative to identify people who are lonely. So there might be more people now, but we know those people who are on that high end of the scale already. So they're at the top of the list of the people who we are connecting with on a regular basis, just with a simple phone call. And that's all it sometimes takes. And a letter, sometimes a letter is just a cool thing too. Yeah, I have seen a little bit of that um, just over the past couple of weeks. My son even has a, might have been the first letter he's ever sent in the mail. And uh, I think older people would love to be getting um, more letters right now. We've got the time um, in, in a lot of cases, all of our extracurricular events have been canceled. And, it, you know, that's a nice idea to just sit down and write a card, write a letter who doesn't love getting a letter? You know, it's just something nice, a nice way to reach out or a phone call, just make a phone call. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for more people, people contact joy. If you want to make reassur- reassurance phone calls, you, are you taking more people in for that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I fear we're in this for a, a longer haul and it seems like week one was okay we were all like we did this right week two okay and now you know you can just feel the tensions and people are getting a little nervous and they've been home and and reading the news because it's difficult to even read a food blog and they don't mention COVID-19 so so it's it's really important to keep in touch with people which is great, isn't it? Like, yeah. I think I talk to my son more than I have in the last year. <laughs> and yeah. he's 
another coast. So it's been really nice to be able to keep in touch more often. Yeah, I think this that's the, you know, one of the silver linings in all of this is, um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's bringing families closer together um, and not, not prying them apart. It might in some cases, but I, I do find that, yeah, I, my sons and I have uh, gotten the chance to talk a little bit more and uh, there's just a little bit more of an appreciation for, for what you have and, and who you have. And so it's kind of nice because, you know, if you know someone that's, that's out there lonely and it doesn't even have to be an older person, you can give them a phone call or, or write them a letter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joy. I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, I know this is a weird way for us to connect. We're going to get more used to this, though, I have a feeling. And um, uh, like Joy said, you can find their website, hsmart.org. And again, what was that phone number, Joy, they can call? 618-222-2561. All right. Thank you very much. And thank you, folks, for uh, listening today. The Greenville Smart Podcast is brought to you by Greenville University and the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, today also by Age Smart. Thanks, Joy. Thank you. Talk to you soon.